What's up, planner lovers? It's your girl, Sharice, and I'm back for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. This week, we have none other than Shay Budgets with us, and I'm so excited to not just talk to her, but Mr. Budgets as well. Shay and Demarcus are an amazing couple, and I know we know Shay from all of her wonderful videos on YouTube, getting us together with our budgets, but I wanted to talk to both of them, you know, as a unit and just really get an understanding of their experience on this journey to being debt free and just crushing all of their goals. And they share a lot of that with us today. So I know you're ready to hear what Shay and Mr. Budgets have to say. So let's get into it. Please just do me a favor and introduce yourselves because I feel like everyone should know you, but you know, you want to make sure you, uh, you leave it open (laughs) for new people. So, um, we are actually Shay and Demarcus McMillan. And, um, a few years ago we got married. And also a few years ago, we started embarking on a financial freedom journey together And um, during that time, I created a YouTube channel, and I then became known as Shea Budgets. And so now... Now, I'm Mr. Budgets, (laughs) just because she's Shea Budgets, and I figured, why not? (laughs) So naturally, he became Mr. Budgets, which is the name that our viewers or my viewers um, labeled for him, which seems to be quite common, I've noticed, to just call the mister the mister whatever whatever, yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so that is actually who we are we met maybe like seven eight plus years ago 2012 eight years ago or something yeah yeah about eight years ago through our cousins which technically his cousin and then the now wife was a friend of mine we went to school together college together and so anyway now we're married they're married and so we're like all cousins but that's kind of like our story, how we met, whenever we did meet and we started having those conversations initially, like during the dating phase, if you will, um, we did talk a lot about our financial goals just separately. And so as the time went on and we started taking one another seriously and the relationship more seriously, that is when we started to talk about, of course, like marriage and then how we would go about meeting our individual goals, which were pretty similar in nature. And that's kind of what started our journey and how we already had, you know, kind of like an idea of what it is that we would like to accomplish during our time together as wife and husband. Yeah. Right. Now, would you say the beginning of that, you discussing everything right at the beginning of the marriage, do you think it allowed you to do what you needed to do earlier on and make it a little less difficult for you to accomplish your goals? I think so, because it gave us like a clear vision of like what we wanted. I think um, at the beginning we laid out, like, I guess we were um, just figuring out what a good future would look like for the both of us. And how we could mesh our aspirations, not just in general, but more specifically, obviously, the topic of today's conversation is financially, but so how we can merge our financial goals. As an example, I never had a longing for to buy a house. It just never was like a longing for me. He longed to have a home. Like that was one of his ideas of um, like financial security or whatever the case is. And so we had to figure out, you know, how we could make that happen and what habits we would have to adopt or um, what steps we would have to take. Yes. And what habits we would have to leave behind for both of us. Even mm-hmm. I am one of the people who are considered to be a spender. Spender. And he is one who is considered to be a saver. We both still had to like break down some, some barriers and some walls. Um, like as an example, he had to be more open to, my idea of spending more or, you know, more than what he does or vice versa, you know, so we both had to like, you know, acquire some habits and also rid ourselves of some habits and be able to, uh, and to be able to get to where we are. My idea going into marriage or my idea of just even as a single person of financial success or freedom looked more 
not really about like things, which we're not materialistic people whatsoever. The only thing we have that's like relatively nice is our house, but like right, we're right. not we're not into things. I never really viewed it as like things, but more so. Yeah. No, <laughs> but more so having the and not even like money, not like having a bunch of money or, or a lot of investments or a lot of money, you know, invested in different retirement accounts or whatever, but more so an internal thing. So like a freeing feeling, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, stress-free yes. would be what I would consider to be financially, the ability to pay bills and, and be able to take care of small emergencies or even, you know, a little larger emergencies. That was my idea. So we just had yes. to, which those were part, you know, we had those same ideas of course too, but it was just a matter of bringing them together. But yes, long-winded answer, but a long-winded explanation, but the short version is yes, having those conversations prior to made hitting the ground running in June of 2017. Yeah, because we started like paying off debt pretty much, what, the next month after we got married? Not that soon, but after we got like settled and situated and back from our honeymoon and then we had gone on another trip to Vegas in February and then we kind of like started... creating a plan and then we hit the ground running in June. Okay. So I do think those prior conversations were just made for a much easier transition. Does it mean that, you know, one has couples have to have it all super laid out maybe in the way that we did? Absolutely not. But it for sure made it much easier to just already have our plan. And we already had the plan anyway. It was just more so like when we would actually implement so, the plan. Yeah. Yep. Right. Now, you, you kind of touched on something. You talking about how your thought and your idea of being financially stable um, is, is really about the freedom. Mm-hmm. Is that attributed to anything in particular? Because I know for myself, I, I have a very similar thought. And when I got married, um, my husband, not necessarily materialistic, but very house car stability those types of things were financially stable and in, in the goals for him and I'm I'm very similar to you I was like well can can I pay my phone bill on time and for <laughs> me that came from being a broke college student so where where did that come from for you Absolutely I would not say it came from being a broke college student but just being having grown up in poverty um that's where it came from for me you know, as soon as I was able able to get a job and when I went to college, I was, you know, I was doing pretty well for myself, like as far as like, you know, making money and working and all of that. Like I've always, you know, worked as whenever I could work. But for me, I recognize at an early age that the implications, um, such as stress and fear and worry and all of those adverse feelings that came along with not having money, not being able to pay bills. And of course, I'm witnessing this secondhand. I'm not, you know, well, firsthand because I'm a child, but for the most part, it's just what I observed. And I was like, okay, so, right. You know, my job in this life is to, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of things that I have to work on or a lot of things that I've tried to achieve in life and, and be better at or, you know, habits that I've tried to get rid of. But for the most part, my main focus as a child was taking the steps that I felt would be proper enough or would make the most sense to get to a place where I could have a job that would pay my bills or have a little money in savings and just not have that stress, fear, and worry around money. Because I'm going to experience, I tell everybody, you know, I personally am going to experience stress, fear, worry, grief, and all of those negative feelings Mm -hmm. during my walk in this life. I much prefer not to have that those feelings be attached to money. Right. Right. And it's something that's is easy for, for that to happen to a lot of us. Super easy, you know? So Demarcus, like, how was that for you coming into this transition into okay, this is my idea. I have these thoughts about this and we're doing this together and we're sharing this. We have a plan. What was that process like for you? Kind of understanding that you two were a little bit different. Um, Going into it, I knew that she was a spender. And because like during the dating process, like I knew that she would spend like 200 here. She would always be traveling on the road here, there, everywhere, going to concerts. 
And I'm like, you know, this is a lot of money you're spending. So, you know, you're going to have to tighten, you know, tighten up your purse, tighten it up, or <laughs> you're just going gonna to have to tape up or ship out. Basically. <laughs> you know, like, really, I, I told her this, like, she'll tell you, like, I, you, yeah, your spending habits are going to have to, you know, get under control. You're going to have to tame it down. Uh, I mean, I didn't, I'm not mean about her. Anymore. No, no, no. Never. Um, but yes. But he made that clear. Yeah. Which, oftentimes. Because in order for us to, like, achieve the goals, that the financial goals that we wanted to accomplish, we would have, we, I mean, it was, it was either we're not going to uh, tighten down, tighten up the purse or whatever, and not reach the goals, or we're going to do it and get it done. Yeah. And, and I feel like that what he just said has a lot to do with our personalities. Mm-hmm. We are either or black or white people. I know that that's terrible and people, you know, try to bring that to my attention or pick at me for it or whatever, but we are pretty black and white as far as our thinking, like either it is or it isn't. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as he was saying that, you know, and he was serious when he said, you know, either you shape up with your spending, which wasn't like, severely out of control but and then that's another thing in comparison to him completely it was a lot he's never purchased i don't do concerts he's never purchased a concert ticket i don't buy buy clothes he's never bought a flight he's never booked a hotel room don't book flights don't really go on too many trips i mean i'm a simplistic kind of guy i'm a simple man Mm -hmm. and yeah just Hearing about you spending all this money, this and that every every weekend, and unfathomable was it for him. Now for other people, and for me, it was it was just like oh, and I we still we go to concerts, we travel, we do all of that together, we enjoy doing it. But um, you know, back then it was it, it was very regular. I will give it that, but I do feel like. For him in particular, and that's what it comes down to. You know, we can tell our journey, we can talk about our walk, but mm-hmm. you know, different couples are gonna have different personalities and different thought processes and what have you. But for him, it was just he could not fathom the idea. I mean, uh, and I always had a job too, so I mean, I kind of had. I, mean, I wasn't rich or anything. I, I had a job. Since I would ask him for money, years. so let's be clear about that. Yeah, I mean, I had, <laughs> when like, I, ran out I, of I had it together. This is like. I just wouldn't spend my money doing. Yes, he's. Oh, yeah. I guess we need to make that clear. He's always had a job and money and savings and all of that. And, and I the just best never thing. spent buying stuff. Right. Know. Right. Yeah. My my husband likes to say we think we we value different things. That's what he yeah. likes to say to me. Yeah, because, absolutely. Yeah, he'll say, I like these things and, and I want to save and get this. And I'm so I'm, I'm like you. I'm a planner girl. You should, my office is crazy. The amount of things uh-huh. <laughs> that I have accumulated. But uh-huh. um, for me, it was planners. It was makeup and I uh, concerts. I'm a huge. I've been going to live concerts since I was a little girl. So if I don't uh-huh. go to at least one a year, I start itching. Like, I'm uh-huh. like yeah, I'm Corona has. Has gotten yes, has, has has got me all the way together because I was ready. I was so ready for the summer had, European we tours. Book, we had to cancel two two concert like we and I and, I, and that's another thing. I don't believe in sitting anywhere other than as close as I can. So mm-hmm. we had six hundred dollars wrapped up in two concerts that mm-hmm. we canceled and got our money back. You know, from Corona and everything. But I think that I don't really know if it's more of a value thing. Which it could be, you know, but I do think it has to do with more so like what brings the other, what brings me joy or what brings mm-hmm. him joy. Yeah, because I was about to say, I don't get joy out of Yeah. 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 Items. Yeah. Or like, he doesn't have to go to concert. He loves go when we go together or whatever, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have to go. And I feel a strong itch. <laughs> Need. <laughs> to go to see my favorite rapper or whoever, <laughs> mainly rapper in concert and multiple times yeah. even over and over and over. It's just yeah. fun for me. I like experiences. I yeah. do value. I mean, I guess it does come down to that. Like I do value experiences, but I also think about like he drinks beer. I don't drink beer. I don't think he values beer, <laughs> but it's something he, it's just he something enjoys. That brings him joy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, concerts are fun. I have fun. Now. Yeah, he loves them. But I just don't want to spend my money to go to. Yes, yeah. I guess it comes down to what he 
if he values <laughs> it enough yeah. to spend money. Yeah, I guess I value my money. Yes, for 100%. 100% he values the money in his account. Yeah. That makes me happier. It than, does. Looking at that see my makes him more feel proud. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Than going to see Lil Wayne, which I can't. I, I, I can kind of relate, but probably if I had only 150 <laughs> left and I could get a ticket front row seat or meet and greet, I'd probably spend it on yeah, going to see Lil Wayne because that brings me joy. Yeah. experiences so yeah. and some of those experiences for me have been like you would never like I would not have gotten the opportunity to do what I did had I not been in that place like meeting certain artists or like getting to go backstage because we just so happen to still be there at the end of the con- like concert yes. it just was it was I will I you can't pay for that like you can't no, you can't pay for that certain people right now that are untouchable I've met or been close enough to the touch you know what mm-hmm. i mean that like mm-hmm. you would probably have to that seventeen thousand, you know guard like bodyguards in an airplane mm-hmm. and right seeing them you know mm-hmm. what i mean and it, it means i love music so i get i get exactly where you're coming from but i think in the relationship it's about the balance of how can we put both of those things in one space and still accomplish the goals which i think you are doing really well and i was gonna say that just to piggyback off of that how can we work together to ensure that the steps that we're taking are helping to make sure that each person or however many people are in the relationship are um, getting to do things that they want to do and do things that they, that are enjoyable to them and are at the root of it um, aligning with what they, what their values, what each person values, because if you can make that work, that's really what it comes down to. Like how if we can work together and we both right. get what we want <laughs> in any kind of relationship, in any situation, if we can right. work together and we both get what we want, then that's just the key to to it all. I agree. Huh? Agree. Yeah, compromise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's, that's yeah. what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So you decide as a couple we're gonna we're gonna change things, we're going to work our plan, and then Shay, you found planning yes what was that experience like when you came on youtube you started doing your videos you saw that there were other people doing it what was that like for you knowing that there was actually a space where you could share and also that there's other people that are out here doing something similar um to what you were thinking i think that the journey so I had always kind of did like electronic budgeting and he really didn't budget, which, you know, I have a beef with that with um, in some cases because I just don't feel like not spending money equals having a plan for your money. You really, I do think you could go further if you have a plan for your money. And I feel like you can attest to that by where we are currently in life. Yes. That I'll, you I'll, would never have thought that your student loans would I, be I would not. Paid I would have never. About that. But since we had a plan, but I did kind of budget in my mind, but it wasn't like it wasn't a real budget. I just knew it was just like when I had it was to, just when my bills are due. When my bills are due, and I had to have this much money, and I right? Five hundred dollars for the bills, which that's not the extent yeah, of budgeting, yeah, just paying all. bills. But right. so I have you know somewhat of a beef with that, you know. But you know it doesn't matter at this point because we actively work. I had a beef with that, I should say. But I always kind of did electronic budgeting, and when I discovered that people actually were budgeting on paper is when I was surfing YouTube. And so I didn't know that like before 2017, I thought people just got on YouTube to sing and dance and possibly be known. But at the beginning of, or, you know, get found at the beginning of 2017, I learned that people were doing like makeup videos and that's when I got into makeup. And so I started watching makeup videos. And then when I was thinking about like, how can I, like maybe I can switch up the style of budgeting. Like this is what I'm doing. It's not really that effective. So like what maybe I can search for something else out there that we can implement because my budgeting wasn't quite working. His budgeting, <laughs> aka just figuring out when bills were due, wasn't quite, you know, working or wouldn't help us meet those goals that we were trying to meet. So that's when I took to YouTube and I learned that there were, you know, because I was like, okay, I had found makeup people and then maybe they were like, budget people on YouTube. So I went to look for budget people on YouTube. And that's when I learned about that people were using planners and, and, you know, cute little notebooks and such 
to budget. And so that's when I embarked on my own journey in, you know, going to Michael's, which I didn't know they sold planners and stuff. You know, I didn't know that that was a thing. I don't think I'd ever really gone to Michael's before. And so I picked up some, you know, some pieces, some things, and I created like a little budget planner. And so um, there's a person who I actually bought something off of from Facebook. I bought like a notebook of like a planner cover or something for a discounted price, of course. And she actually added me to one of the groups, one of the planner groups. And then from there, I added myself to some other groups. And then my idea of planning, like when I entered the planner community, it was budget planning. So like, I didn't really care about like other people's like 50 million planners that they were using for different parts of their life, like fitness planning and all of that. I just really was excited about the budget planning. I had bought some stickers because I discovered Etsy in the process. So I bought some budget stickers and that excited me. And so when I was sharing my first spread with excitement, it was like a budget spread kind of situation. And I think I had like my goals on there and like what I had accomplished. And I think I did like a little blurb about, you know, what that budget planner had been able to do for me. And then that's when people were requesting videos. And so Mm -hmm. that's actually how I made my way over to YouTube because I never thought in a million years that would be a thing. But I put up my first video, which was like a little flip through of my little budget planner. And then that was a hit. And so I kept putting up more videos and more videos and more videos. And to me, it was liberating and learning that new system, the budget planner system. And it was very liberating and exciting in the beginning to learn that other people were, I don't know. I always think back to it. I'm like, certainly I wasn't the only person who ever posted their budget planner, or maybe I was the only one who had paid off $3,000, $4,000 worth of debt in their first month of budgeting with their new planner. Maybe that was, is what was exciting to people. Yeah, but, the, but it was the super goal. Ex- yeah, <laughs> it was super exciting. And so, and, and 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 now I know, though, some people just kind of use their planner just to be using their planner, but some people really like use it as a tool for success and for keeping track. And so maybe that's kind of what was exciting. Like, I'm actually using this tool for purposes of achieving a goal, and it's really helping me. And so I think that may be what was exciting for people, but that's kind of how the journey began. But like I said, it was super exciting to know that I could share that with people. It's still exciting for me to know that I can share my system with people. It it works. Um, It's not just the system, of course. It's a part of our success and our financial success and everything. But there's more that goes into it than just me setting up a little pretty notebook or planner every month or whatever. But, you know, I always try to remind people of, of that journey and what that was like. And I always think about that, but I think maybe it was just an exciting, um, it was maybe exciting to see that, you know, my first month on the job with the planner, you know, cause I had, I hadn't had it that long before I posted my first spread, you know, was, it was, it was a good time for us and we were meeting our goals and it was helping me and I was using it as a useful tool. So I think that's kind of like what I think about when I think about my, my journey. And it, of course, has worked really well for you, for both of you. You're a little over 16K on your followers for Instagram and 65K. Congratulations on YouTube. I saw when you posted that you got 50,000 and then it seems like it always happens that way. You're like, look at this. And the next thing you know, you blink and it's like Uh way more. And, And I think for me, I would say. What I loved watching about what what I loved about watching your videos was the reality of what you were doing. It's it doing what you're doing and just talking about it and just being open about it can be shameful for a lot of people because a lot of people have gotten into, you know, crazy amounts of debt, doing things and and having just bad habits in general. And so to have that conversation amongst a bunch of people you don't know is. And being real about it, you know, this is our struggle that I tried this this month. This didn't work. You know, this is how much, you know, he has in loans this is how much I had like that's a lot. And I saw people doing it, but you would also see, too, that it wasn't I don't want to say it wasn't real, but there was just a, a something that was missing. And a I disconnect think it, is what yeah, I call it. Yeah. It, it was Sometimes like it, I noticed it was for show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes and, and what, I'll, oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, what you were doing, I, I don't think that. I think you really, like you said, were just excited, and you and you could tell that the excitement was more so. Wait a minute, I'm doing this, and not only am I doing this, as you started to grow, you're like, I'm making money doing these other things, and I'm able to mm-hmm. do more with what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. this is crazy, and you can do it too, and that's that's what I love about what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. it's more, it's the authenticity of, hey. I started here and this is where I'm going, but this is what's happening in the middle and it can happen for you and you're pushing for that. So I think that that's for me what it was and obviously for other people too, because you're continuing to grow. So Mm -hmm. what, this is a question for you, um, Demarcus, what, what was that like for you? I've, I've noticed that you share a lot. When I do these types of interviews, it's always interesting because you share a lot of what's going on with your life financially were you a little worried about that or were you just kind of along for the ride and seeing how things would go with with the youtube and, and instagram and sharing and what she was doing um i was I, I was along with the ride um i um you know i just like to see her do her thing and i love to see her growth and i was just here to support her and Whatever she wanted to talk about on YouTube, I, there was no shame in my game. So, well, there's um, not in your <clears> game <throat> anyway. <laughs> I mean, well, no, really, I don't think I don't. I wouldn't consider you to be shameful or like trying to hide or be inauthentic. Yeah, anyway. I, I don't think I have. There was nothing I could be embarrassed about. I would think because I guess I was pretty comfortable with what I was doing, and I, I knew you wouldn't get on there bad mouthing me right, in front of the right, whole world. Right. Um, so I just knew you had a good heart and that you would do whatever. And yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I would run ideas. I mean, because when I was in the beginning, it was all kind of, it was like the purest and the rawest, but in kind of like, but even then, like when I made my first video, I just remember, I remember the first, it was three years ago, but I remember the first video and I just, just showed, like, I didn't really much care if people were going to, because I think people had already requested it, first of all, so I already knew mm-hmm. there was folks who would be interested. So that right. kind of hyped me up, if you will. But I didn't really, I wasn't too concerned and I'm currently still not concerned really with um, naysayers or people who, because there are people who are in better financial situations than we are, and there are going to be people yes, who are yes, yes, there are who are always going to be in better financial situations, and then there are yeah. people who might not be and who are trying to learn the ropes. And if I can share that, even if it means saying that I messed up too and racked up three thousand dollars of credit card debt, or you know I messed up in this area too, or whatever the case is. If right. I can share that and inspire the other people. And have that be a teachable moment. And have that be a teachable our, moment yeah, yeah. that I'm going to do it. And so right. also he like has always been kind of into like the idea of YouTube. I feel like so he actually got my YouTube monetized for me and was like adamant about it because I got monet. I was eligible after a month. And so I wasn't really like too concerned about it. Like I didn't know I was going to have a future on YouTube at all. Like who does that? Like who even thinks of that? Right. You know, yeah, back then. I had a YouTube channel way back in the day. It was, it was just music stuff because I used to DJ and stuff. I used to okay. have one to DJ in. So I would just upload stuff to YouTube. But it, I didn't take anything serious on YouTube. Right. But I had been monetized. But I didn't get any money out of it because I had stopped doing it. Yes. So. And so he was kind of intrigued by that idea. Bringing up the YouTube monetization yes. thing. And helping me with that or just really doing that in general. And I remember I was just like, you know, it's really not even worth you doing all that. But he was like, you know, we're going to do it and try it out and see what comes of it. Because at the rate that you're going, you might actually earn some money. Something. Because I had never earned any. I've done the monetization thing, but I never, like, crossed the threshold. Right. Being able to get money. So that was kind of exciting. But I really think that the because people ask me that all the time, like, what, do I, what does he think about me sharing? And first of all, I, I, the interesting part, I guess, is we have very similar personalities. And so I've always, like, first of all, I don't, like, drag or badmouth anybody publicly, A, so I'm certainly right. not doing that to my husband. But right. I think that we just have always, you know, had that understanding or that trust that seeing eye to eye, seeing eye, to eye and that you would stand 
up for me or with me or speak positive or whatever. Like you would have my back rather, I guess, and I would have yours. So that's always been a thing. So I don't think he's ever, he was too concerned about what I was sharing, but even then what I was really sharing, although I know some people find it to be a little scary and kind of very open and in a lot. <laughs> some people consider it to be like, you know, overly sharing even, I still don't really think at the core of it, it really is that much. Like, um, like I don't find it to be me being super vulnerable or I don't think it's like super secretive or private information. It was just, this is what our net pay is. Right. This That's is what, what bills. our bills and expenses. Right. This is how much, this is the goal that, that we've set. And this is how we plan to achieve the goal. Mm -hmm. I don't find that to be uh, very left field, I guess. Of course, we are talking about money. I understand we're talking about money is, you know, kind of taboo and it's a a thing, but I also feel like it's just what it is. It's the facts. Like if I made 20, if I made $200 during that time, then that's just the facts. If we were making 20,000, then those are just the facts. I can't, I can't change it and I'm not ashamed of it or, you know, afraid of what people think. If I make, if for the rest of my life I earn $2,000 a month and that's just the amount of money I earn, I'm going to have to work. People are going to have to understand it. So I don't (laughs) consider it to be too, too out of the ordinary. I never have, although I do understand that people do. But I had to process that, too, because people would say, like, be careful what you're sharing. And I don't think they were being haters or anything. I just really... Um, think that they just thought that the idea of doing that was like so bizarre to them. And so I, when I processed that and thought about it, and I would, you know, bounce ideas off of him. I was going to say, that was people like what, my mom, family. <laughs> well, not your mom, but like uh, uh, older adults and stuff in our lives. I don't recall his mom ever saying that in particular. She supports, I mean, you know, I had to like think like, is this really like way less, like am I putting <laughs> all my, my whole life story out for the whole world to just dissect and you know when I thought about it I'm like it's really not that serious and so I, that's just a decision I made on my own that it just wasn't that serious for me to rack my brain over that but you know and older people can have it you know they don't that's not something that they would do you know and I understood that too but you know that I did have to work through that at different times and I feel like at this place at, at this point I'm kind of okay with it I don't really much care but it does like sometimes I think because I have to think like Am I going to keep doing this? What do I not want to share? Do mm-hmm. I want to share this? What's a good kind of just trying to find as as our finances evolve and things change, what's a good balance, you know? Right. And I think I found that. I have no worries about that. I do have a fear of like if we start making an amount that is not really relatable to the average person. I have a concern about that in a way um, because I don't want to be not relatable. Like if we made $30,000 a month or something, (laughs) I don't want to, I'm sure there's a population who could benefit from that. I don't want to be super unrelatable and it seems super fake and, uh, you know, brag, you know, boastful maybe even. So I do have a concern about that for the most part, but you know, like I said, I feel like I found a groove and we found a groove on, what we can share. And I get so many compliments about it being helpful that nice. honestly, it just 98% of the compliments, if not 99.5% of the comments are, this is, this has helped me. Um, so because people aren't like, you know, this is lame. I don't want to hear what you're doing. You're bragging. You know, people aren't saying those types of things. I just continue to do it because it's obviously helping somebody. Right. And even if if that was the story, if that was the thought process of, oh, you're you're bragging about, you know, sharing how much money you made this month on YouTube or how much money you made. Like there was a growth process to get there. Were you bragging when you were sharing that you were in debt and that you were, you know what I mean? How is that? You know, so I wouldn't see that. that. Right. There are some people have a tendency to overlook that. You know, I've shared that whole process to where I am today. But it's right. a, it, most people recognize that and they're happy about that and thankful for that. And I get comment, you know, you've people have shared, you know, you've inspired me to start my Etsy shop so I can bring in additional income and achieve my financial goals. Or you've encouraged me to start or you've given me hope, you know, to start my YouTube channel or to 
find some kind of side hustle that might work for me and my family. So because of that, I just continue to do it. And it sits right with my spirit. You know, if it didn't, I don't do things that don't, but it does. And I take pride in being able to be a resource to people out there in this space. Yeah, because it's a, it's you're a great resource to have. There are a lot of people who come who I've even shared like videos of yours with a few of my friends and some um, family members and other people in the community who do budgeting as well and saying, look, this is when I first started budgeting and doing the I started Dave Ramsey and I did the cash envelopes and all this. And we started that a few years ago and we it, it was bizarre to everybody that I knew, like you're putting, why are you taking the cash and putting them in these envelopes and doing, but then when I would be able to share, because I was, I had a, a budget planner as well. I would be able to share, look, this is what we did. And this is how much we paid off and this and that. And it was like, Oh, well, tell me how to do this then, you know? Right. So right. then, you know, I start to share. And even I think what happens is, especially when you were discussing kind of the older generation asking questions and saying, are you sure? It's just so much shame, even if doing like um, something like Dave Ramsey, so much shame and so much heaviness comes from making what we consider financial mistakes, whereas some of them, some of us knew, some of us didn't. There was There's a whole bunch of things that go into it. There's generational things, there's personal. And so just being able to find someone that is available and open and saying, regardless to how I got here, I'm here. And this is what yes. I'm doing to yes. to get out of it. I think that's important. That is the yes. story that gets missed. I'm here regardless to what happened. And I'm going right. to be somewhere else other than here. And I'm just sharing that journey from A to Z, you know. Yes. So, so you've been able to turn your passion for budgeting and just your goals for your family into a business where... Where did that happen for you? Because you're kind of discussing, I got on YouTube, I wasn't sure about the monetization, I wanted to do this. Were you, was there a moment when it clicked and you said, this is this is a business for me and, and this is how I'm going to treat it? And if so, what was that moment like for yes. both of you? Yes. Um, the first month on YouTube, I got monetized the day after my birthday in September. So after about a month of um, being on YouTube... In the first month in September, so the second half of September, I earned about like $18. And then in October, the next month, I earned about like 80 something dollars. And then, of course, that afforded me the ability to be able to receive my first Google YouTube paycheck because you have to earn at least $100 before they'll cut you a check. So November um, 20-something, around... Thanksgiving is when I got my first check, my first payday deposited into the account. And I was paid for September and October's work in November. But in November, I was obviously earning money. So in November, I earned like $300. And I was like, okay. So and then December, I earned so much money, (laughs) like so much money, because in November, I believe I put out a video that is probably like second highest viewed on my channel right now. But I put out a video that got so many views, like hundreds of thousands of views. And that earned me a lot of money in December. Of course, you don't get paid December's money in December. You get paid December's money in January. But in December is when I was like, okay, this is like, it was like a thousand something dollars. You know, I went from 20 or $18 or whatever to like 80 to a few hundred to a thousand and something dollars. And I was like, okay, this is it. Like there's no turning back for me at this point. So let's go to work. So I got a new camera because I had been filming on my iPhone. Um, And I did continue to edit on my iPhone, which was interesting, but I I got a new camera so I could edit on my iPhone, which was odd. (laughs) (laughs) But my computer was crazy and it didn't work. But it was in December of 2017 when I was like, it's go time. And also in December of 2017, we had actually happened to pay off my car, which I brought a car loan to, you know, he's not had a car loan, but I brought a car loan to the marriage. And in December is when we paid off the car, which was really exciting. And at that point from June to December, we had paid off like $23,000. And so it was in December when I was like, this is, serious business. And so I can continue to kind of just go hard with 
um, YouTube and learning about affiliate marketing like Amazon and stuff like that. And then in that following year in 2018, in November, I started the Etsy shop um, because I saw that there was a need for full budget kits, like complete budget kits at a discounted price, you know, not an arm and a leg and for various different types of planners. And so Mm -hmm. that's when I began that. And then at that point, it was for sure go time. It was also in 2018 when I did, I believe, my first sponsored video, and that was a pretty penny. And so it was, you know, definitely that whole year, 2018, when, you know, we were really like, this is, could replace well, this is going to help advance us so far with our financial journey, of course. But also, this is enough at this point to like replace the income that I'm bringing in at my full time job. Not that that's in my immediate plans, or I want that to happen. I'm, not, you know, I don't particularly want to stop doing my full time job to do this. But that's when it became clear that it was a full business, and I needed help even. So that's when he had to be hired as a an unpaid employee. That's right. Violent <laughs> and told, as they say in the in the in the army. <laughs> so that is when that happened. And so, you know, it's been a year and change since then. And it's been operating as a full-blown, you know, business since then. I still struggle to like view it as a business because it's just so I don't know. It's so pure and so like it's like what she did. It's like an everyday part of my life, mm-hmm. and it's so I don't know the term innocent, maybe if you will, in in the work that I'm doing. So I struggle to call it a business, although the IRS does want their money for the business <laughs> every single year, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, that's when it became a full blown thing. Like I said, in twenty into twenty seventeen, it was go time with YouTube. And then I started, you know, making preparations to start opening my Etsy shop. And in November 2018, it was go time again. But, you know, it was taken up a notch. And I would need help to do all of those things in addition to my full-time job that, like I said, I still currently have no huge yearning to leave. All right. So what would you say you have learned the most from this experience? Um, I've learned, well, something I've learned about you, I've learned that you have a real, I guess, a real hustler's mentality, uh, like a go-getter mentality. And just to see this thing evolve from, like you said, you used to record from your phone and wanting to advance to another camera and getting the tripod and then then wanting to start, you know, doing stickers. Like, you really have a a go-getter mentality thing. So that's one thing I didn't know about you before. Really, because you would just you would go to work, come, and come home, home, lay on a couch, yep, and watch TV or whatever. Yep. So I've learned that, um, and then I've learned that you are a really great speaker. Like in your videos, I love listening to you speak in your videos. Right. So um, I don't know. So I had no earthly idea that one could make money on YouTube. I had yeah. no clue. And I was skeptical and I would be like brushing off the little money that he had earned. It was like 50 bucks. He never hit that. I had $50 in the account, but I never hit the hundred dollars to receive. Right. So you can get your money. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm not going to be on here all day, every day doing videos for $50. And I might not get, you know, I might not get any money from it. Or, you know, not that I was yeah, trying to get money from it, but when he, like six years. Right, <laughs> when he, yes, when he brought up the money, not that I started to get money, but when he brought that up, like, you know, you can earn money or whatever. Cause I never cared about YouTube. I, so when he brought it up and I was kind of skeptical and anyway, um, I definitely had no idea that you could make money online in this capacity. Like I, it's still mind blowing for me, honestly, kind of mind boggling that, people can make this kind of money so effortlessly without, you know, like selling their souls. I didn't right. know that you could make money online, like doing the things you could do. Like, but I didn't know like people watch budgeting videos and planner videos and putting stickers in the book. I didn't know there was a whole yes. lane and a whole community for that. That still is a learning experience that 
people actually watch my videos and the kinds of videos that I put out and that people actually watch. Like there's a whole community of people who actually watch planning videos, which seems so, like I said, so innocent and just pure, I guess, in a way, because it's just like a little, I don't know. It's not like cooking tutorials or like, you know, cause we watch the, you know, mm-hmm. makeup tutorials, hair tutorials. It's really just like people learn how to, plan or if and sometimes the videos aren't so informative my videos are ones that i'm watching but like they're just kind of like decorating the book yeah it's just kind of like a a relaxing experience people get from it or just wanting to hear their voiceover from one of Mm -hmm. the people who has become one of their favorite youtubers or whatever so that's still Mm -hmm. interesting but mainly i just didn't learn i never thought that i could be anybody's entrepreneur or business person of any sort even though i have always been a leader, but I yeah, never thought yeah. I could be running my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, I didn't learn, like I said, that you could make money online and that you could make as much as I am earning online by not leaving the home or, you know, doing really anything, but just walking my day-to-day life and doing things that I enjoy. So those, those are the things that that I have learned. So you are both in amazing places right now, moving towards your goals. You're getting ready. You're paying off student loans. Like those words in the same sentence, if I could just, it's a dream. You hear me? Paying off student loans. Like that's just, you know, because I'm I'm right there. Um, How I keep asking about how these things feel because I, like I said, I think you do such a great job of conveying your process and what you're doing, how you're doing. But I think you you connect with so many people. You know, how does that feel to be where you are and to have worked to get to where you are? I feel proud of us and me and us. I feel accomplished. Yeah. I feel free. I feel liberated. I sometimes struggle if you will, with feeling like kind of complacent in that um, at this point, it's just like what it is, just like a repetitive, like our monthly budget and our goals and stuff. They're kind of like repetitive and recycled. Yeah, we're like in a groove now. Like in a groove and the groove can be good or it can be bad. It's good to be in a groove, but sometimes I just feel like, you know, it's just, you know, what it is. So I kind of feel complacent at times, although things are obviously evolving and we're evolving and we're meeting goals, but it does, I do struggle with complacency sometimes as well. But for the most part, I feel proud, accomplished, free, liberated, and. I feel like, I feel like we're able to um, think of other things to do and focus on future plans and other things. Like after we pay off student loans, we're able to like really think about next steps. Yes, which can be scary to think, you know, okay, after you meet this goal, what, like, do, you what do? do you do? <laughs> or not yeah. even that. The scariest part for us is there are a million different things. Yeah, that, like there's different things you can do. Like, what's the right thing to do? What should you do? Like, what? Yeah, and we have to figure for us, it's important for us to figure out what feels the best. I struggle with following any kind of plan or like any kind of strict rules set forth by anybody else for our particular financial situation, because we kind of have to do what feels right. Like, you know, as an example, um, investing is important to us and something that we want to start doing more of. Also, we want to like increase our savings. Also, we want to, we'll need new cars at some point. Also, we want to pull. Also, we want to, Yes, save for retirement. Also, we might want to have a kid sometime soon, so we might want to save up a little extra for that. It's just always, like, it's just a journey that you're just always going on. And no two couples, two people's situations or paths or journeys are going to be similar because values and because beliefs and because all all of those things. You know, I don't value having a pool, but I really want one. Some people, like, have to have a pool. You know, like, you know, some people are like, I need my house to have a pool. You know, we want to, you know, have one put in our backyard rather than buying a house with a pool, of course. But it's just so many 
different goals and just the fact that we can are in a position to actually meet them I feel sometimes it's crippling it makes it a little bit more difficult like it's, it's kind of scary it's, it's very scary somebody starting from the absolute beginning um where you were when you started what is your advice to them my advice is to create or craft an action plan that is attainable. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we had like a super attainable plan. I'm talking like we, our plan was to pay off the $6,000 or however much of credit card debt in like six months. Like we wanted to do like a card a month from June to December, but you know, and this is not like lowball your goals and dreams and aspirations really but just to be realistic like if you're start extend yourself some grace if you're starting from the bottom like mm-hmm. there's no need for you to try to excel um in a way that might not be attainable yeah. or reachable start, start small you gotta take small steps mm-hmm. start well yeah my advice would be like know what your end goal is and you know just figure out how you plan to reach that and you know like you were saying start small you gotta take small steps um, you're not going to start out as on this being on the same level as somebody else mm-hmm. who who inspires you. Mm-hmm. You got to start from some. Everybody started somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just got to once you get going, stay focused, stay on the stay, stay uh, the course, stay the course. Yeah. Um, maybe get some accountability partners and friends to help you stay mm-hmm. on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep focused, and mm-hmm. before you know it, you'll. Start knocking down the goals and you'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. I want to thank both Shay and Mr. Budgets for hanging out with me today and being open and honest about their financial journey. I know they're doing a great job over on YouTube, just really giving us all of the information that we need to get on our own financial journey and keep going. So kudos to you. I definitely appreciate it. If you want to check out Shay or Mr. Budgets on Instagram or on YouTube, make sure you hop on over to Instagram at Shay Budgets and at Mr. Budgets and make sure you visit her shop, Shay Budget Shop on Etsy. All the information will be down in the show notes, so check it out. This week's review comes from Instagram, and I got an awesome message from Chrissy Novak, who's also known as Chrissy Plans. And she said, I want to get back into consistently journaling. Great inspo today from Plan on Purpose and Posh Plans. Shout out to you for just wanting to get back into your journaling. I feel you and I'm happy that we were able to help. If you want your review to be read right here on the Plan on Purpose podcast, make sure you shoot me a message on Instagram. And more importantly, go and review me on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for hanging out with me. And remember, I'm here to talk if you're here to listen.